Hello and welcome to Out and Proud, a Fidelity Pride production. This podcast is designed for members of the LGBTQ plus community and their allies to share their coming out stories, both at Fidelity and in the whole wide world. I'm your host, Joe Shaw, and on today's episode, I speak to one of the Fidelity Pride National Executive Sponsors, Mr. Rob Cummings. Rob has been with Fidelity since 1987 and has an incredible story to share, both from his experience at Fidelity and what he's seen from a company perspective, shaping and growing over that time, as well as what he personally has experienced. It's really great. I think you're going to absolutely enjoy it. So stick around. I'll be right back with Rob after this. Rob, thank you so much for stopping by Out and Proud today. How are you doing? I'm great, Joe. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for asking. I'm excited to talk with you today, not only because you're one of the executive sponsors for Pride Global, but also because you've been with the company for such an extended period of time that I think it'll be really interesting to hear your perspective on how you've seen the company grow and evolve over that period of time as well. But I'd really love to start uh, kind of at the beginning for you and get to know what were some of the earliest moments that you were able to kind of identify that I'm gay or maybe I'm different from what i am been told is the quote unquote, you know, normal uh, way of existing or being, you know, however you want to call it. Things have definitely changed uh, since that time. But I know yeah. that back in the day, that was not always the case. So I'd love to just get kind of your early perspective on that. Yeah. So you're bringing me, you're bringing me way back. Um, <laughs> you know, I, and we've talked about this before. There's, there was never this, for me, uh, this one aha moment of, of uh, realizing or acknowledging that I was gay or that I'm gay. Um, for me, much more of a process. And uh, which dates back to, you know, my earliest memories uh, I, as uh, as a kid, you know, I'd, I'd always had uh, had gay feelings, you know, ever since I could remember, right. um, but um, suppressed it very, very much, and uh, but knew I felt different, um, and uh, uh, again, just just suppressed it and felt like, well, that's not who who I who I am, and identified as straight and uh, lived as a straight person for for, for the longest time. Uh, right. right up and through college and after college. In fact, I was married to a woman for, for several years. Um, we're still the best of friends, fortunately. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until I met my husband that, um, that I realized or, uh, or frankly accepted or acknowledged uh, uh, for myself that, that I'm a gay man and that, uh, and that I was good with that. And when I met him, um, I had no doubt that that's who I wanted to be with and uh, really helped me accept who I am and embrace who I am. So that's, that was a little bit of, of my journey. I like it. Now, w give me a timeline here. When did you first meet your husband? I met my husband in August of 1988. Okay, perfect. And you had yeah. started with Fidelity in 87, is that correct? Am I getting that's that right. timeline? That's right. I started okay. Fidelity in February of 1987. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. a little over a year, 18 months or so of being at Fidelity, you've met your husband and you're starting to really lean into your full authentic self and starting to embrace that, understand that part of you that's always been there and really allowing it to, to take home 
uh, inside yeah. of you. Now, I know that, you know, we have talked about this before and others may be aware as well of, you know, um, the work culture at that part of uh, in that time period was not the most welcoming for members of the LGBTQ plus community. Could you speak a little bit more about things that you noticed and maybe the way in which you originally operated versus how you're now on a podcast called Out and Proud? Yeah. Wow. It's like 180 degrees. It's so, right. it's so completely, so completely different. You know, back then, uh, this is obviously, you know, a long time ago. Right. Um, uh, being a gay person at that time was, was just for me anyway. And I think for, for many people harder, uh, not just at fidelity, but overall in society, society was, was much less accepting of, um, of people who were gay. It was, uh, certainly more secretive, um, and, uh, had, um, you know, had a stigma attached to it. Uh, so, uh, so that was kind of how it was in, in general, it was very, it was deemed to be very, very different and not accepted. And in the financial services industry at Fidelity, um, even, even more so, I, I found it even, even tougher to, to come out or accept myself as a gay person uh, and come out as a gay person, um, just because of the, the corporate culture and, uh, the sort of the, the, the norms in society overall, um, were that much more pronounced in, um, in financial services and I think in corporate America. So it was really hard to, to be yourself. So unlike uh, today where, you know, again, it's like night and day. I'm happy to talk a bit more about that, but very, very different time at that point. Yeah, I really like, you know, you bring up a good point about the, um, the night and day differences and how we are today. I think, you know, even, even when I started working, you know, I've met Fidelity for nine years. I, you could start to see uh, subtle shifts as well. And I think it's really been the last handful of years that things have rapidly uh, increased, at least from my limited perspective. But, but I think even, you know, when my parents were working and when I started seeing the work culture of, of, of the world when I was in high school and college, it was very much what it felt to me, um, not just Fidelity, but across the board of a, you know, check your personal baggage at the door. We're here to work. We're here to do a job. doesn't matter what you do outside of work. doesn't matter um, what you did over the weekend or whoever. We don't care about that. Just do your job. And that I think I can understand the original line of thinking there, right? It's like we got a job to do. We got deadlines to meet. Sure. But I think what we've now realized as a, as a work culture has been that nobody can leave who they are at the door. You bring it in with you uh, into every meeting and every interaction that you have. And so starting by starting to see things change, you're inviting people to live their full authentic selves and bring that in, which gives you a unique perspective to make these decisions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, again, like uh, in the eighties and even into the nineties, even the concept of bringing your whole self to work and you, your, your authentic self, I mean, wasn't even like on the radar. Right. right. <laughs> it was, it was you know, my, my work person and my outside of work person. And I remember um, in the probably it was probably like the mid '90s. There was a guy, uh, a colleague who worked in uh, the retail marketing area, and um, out gay uh, picture of his husband or partner at that point um, on his on his desk spoke about what he and his partner did on the weekend, in, whatever. And um, I was not that. And I just remember having a conversation with him. Uh, he knew I was gay, of course. Um, having a conversation with him, asking about how he got to that point and how he had the courage to do it and, and how he got comfortable doing it. He said, you know what, Rob, um, 
I just decided, because he had come to the firm from, from outside uh, not that long before, and he said, Rob, I just decided that I'm going to be who I am, and people can either like it or not. And, um, and he did. And he, frankly, everybody, it, he, he was fine. I mean, there was, you know, he, he was greeted, you know, well, and um, people embraced that. And, and um, he was inspiring for me uh, to really reflect on my own, um, you know, how I was bringing myself to work and how, how I was out or at that point not out. So it was, it was inspiring and, and sort of thought provoking. Right. And I know that you've touched on this before, and so I'll ask you to just briefly touch on it here with regards to uh, your personal story and perhaps some advice that you had received from a mentor that was then later modified um, based on the changing of the times, the changing of the culture, and now that ability to bring your authentic self to work, how, how that really has shifted from night and day. Yeah, so the, the conversation I just mentioned uh, with, with my colleague who was out at work and who was so inspiring to me, uh, I saw that, um, I, and as I reflected on it, the other lens that I had was not that long before that. Um, I had a, a mentor who um, was just a, a terrific guy uh, and really helped me early on in my career here uh, to think about advancement and think about my performance and what it meant to be a leader and uh, really helped me along the way. And, um, and, he, and he was terrific. Uh, he learned uh, that I was gay. I didn't tell him. He learned through someone else outside of work. And uh, unfortunately for, for a bit, it changed our relationship. And uh, when, when we did finally talk about it, his advice to me, and it was really very well intended, uh, he really truly had my best interests at heart. He, had, he advised me to keep it a secret to not tell anyone I was gay. And that if I didn't uh, keep it a secret, that I would be denied opportunities for advancement that uh, otherwise would, would come my way. And you know, sadly, I think there's some element of truth to what he said at that time. So here, on the one hand, I see this colleague who uh, is a model of, of being out and, 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 and accepting of himself and, and um, being himself. And then on the other hand, I have, uh, this, this uh, advice from a very senior person in the firm who I thought and, and did have my best interest in heart. So I, I, I really struggled with that and decided to listen to him and, um, and stayed uh, closeted uh, for some time until I realized how unhealthy that was and how that had to change. Uh, so uh, we, we, you know, we lost touch, he left the firm. Uh, years later, uh, we ran into each other at a branch in Florida. He was there actually for some advice. Uh, and just coincidentally, I was there and we caught up and had coffee. Uh, really nice to catch up. And I, I knew him really well. I knew his family, I knew his wife, his kids. And, um, you know, so we were wrapping up and he just said, look, I, I, one thing has been bothering me for the longest time that I want to apologize for. And um, that is for some really bad advice that I gave you years ago. And he recalled the conversation. Um, so, uh, and, and as it turns out, one of his kids uh, was gay. Uh, so he learned, l- learned that later on. And uh, he just was, uh, uh, regretted the advice that he'd given me uh, and let me know how much he regretted it and just let me know um, how proud he was of me and said, you know, I've always been proud of you. And um, like my son, I want you to be proud of yourself as well. So you know, he, he, he came around and it, it speaks to the importance of relationships and yes. personal relationships and how each one of us 
can make a difference in in others uh, and how they understand uh, a person being gay. Yeah, no, you bring up all really good points with regards to the relationship aspect. And, you know, you, you, you covered something that I think is really important to, to point out too, is it can be, it can be difficult to bring your full authentic self to work or really lean into who you are when you haven't been doing that. And it's, it's a more difficult option. So you talked about the fact of, you know, you stayed closeted until you reached a point where you recognize like, this is unhealthy. Things have got to change. But I think for that short period of time, it can be, you know, I would assume, you know, it's something you're trying to decide, wrestle with, figure out like, how do I do this? What do I do? And then when someone's like, Hey, I would just like, not, not say anything, keep it, keep it locked in, just do it. It's like, okay, well, I don't really know what I want to do right now. And someone senior is telling me like, this is some advice. So I'm just going to kind of follow that and see how that goes. And then, you know, we, we come around and we realize that's not the best way to approach it. But those relationships are, are key for not only just professional development, but, but personal development to really connect and understand how we can be an ally for someone else, how we can be supportive and how we can really be the, the means to bring about change, both in the immediate circle, as well as the larger circle that we're all contributing to. Um, and I think that's, that's, what's really powerful. And I'd love to know kind of going from there, you're at the point where you're the executive spot, one of the executive sponsors for pride. And I'd really love to get your perspective on, uh, what is the, what, what brought you to this specific spot to be the executive sponsor in, in 2020 at this point in time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the question. Um, what brought me to the spot? I, I guess I've been here, as we've said, a long time. I've been here over 30 years. And um, one of the things that keeps me going is the ability to to help others, develop others, coach others, uh, and um, sort of uh, just help pave the way uh, based on my experience and my learning and bring out the very best in, in anybody that I have the good fortune to work with. So more broadly... Um, you know, I think about my experience and I just think about the, the many people in infidelity who are gay and maybe they're out, maybe they're not. Uh, and um, what I can do to help them bring their most authentic selves to work and be the very best that they can be. And, uh, you know, sometimes I, uh, we've talked about this as well. Uh, I think, well, you know, what I experienced uh, in the 80s and the 90s, that's not the case anymore. You know, but I live in Boston uh, and have a you know nice home in Provincetown, and I live kind of like uh, not a sheltered life, but not everybody has that. And people are in other situations where it's not as easy to be gay, um, and it's not as easy to bring their whole selves to work. So I would just like to make that easier for people and um, enable do whatever I can to. Um, uh, to, to, to enable people to be their very best selves and, yeah. and actually at the same time help the firm um, be the very best firm that we can be because it's all about um, people that we have and bringing out the best in the people that we have and keeping the best people. And um, so I, I think it's, it's really wanting to, wanting to help, help yeah. any given person their best self, help Fidelity that. be the best company that it can be because I, I love Fidelity. 
I love that. And you know, our theme for 2020 in Pride is visibility. And I think this speaks volumes about, you know, we're looking at it with 2020 vision just to, to go with that. And so having the visibility of a leader who is out and proud and is saying it, you know, this is my journey of how I got to live my most authentic self and bring that to work each and every day can do a lot of good for so many folks. And, and I think, you know, that's what you were speaking to about helping the firm and helping others and, and doing that. So one final question that I've got for you here is if there is somebody that's listening, who is struggling with coming out or bringing their full authentic self to work, is there a mantra or a piece of advice that you have that you would like to pass on to them? Um, yeah, I don't know if it's a mantra or not, but I guess a, a couple of thoughts, a couple of components of advice. Joe, one, um, there is no right answer. So if anybody listening here is struggling to, um, to come out, you know, there is no right answer. It's really personal and you have to do what feels right for you. Um, in, 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 as you consider that, I would say, do not um, underestimate others. Um, you know, I was always afraid that if someone learned that I was gay, that I'd lose their, their friendship or respect or, um, uh, or, or relationship. And, and that did not happen at all, ever. So I would say don't underestimate others. Um, and then there was another one I actually read the other day that knowing we were going to talk uh, today, uh, I wanted to share. Um, everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. Everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. And um, I guess the point there is, uh, is um, if you can know yourself um, and, and believe in yourself and embrace yourself, um, it opens up the door to, to so much uh, accomplishment, so much fulfillment, um, so much joy in your life. And um, it's tremendously empowering and creates power to embrace yourself and be yourself. And you get on that other side of fear and gosh, there's just such a wonderful life out there. So uh, that would be my advice. Thank you so much for being out and proud, Rob. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for the time. Welcome. If you would like to know more about how you can get started with Fidelity Investments today, go to fidelitycareers.com. That's fidelitycareers.com to get started on your Fidelity career today.